another Heard at Media production. This is the anthem for everyone who wants to be free. Welcome Nadine Rajavi, my friend, showrunner, executive producer, and a complete badass. And I'm just going to read her her bio because it's so deserving. Nadine is fearless. She is America's first professional Iranian female comedian. She is also a national champion black belt. She can kick our butt. A (laughs) world-class soccer player. You're a world-class soccer player, a competitive snowboarder, and a former semi-pro soccer player. Additionally, you hold a BA in biology, and you have your master's degree, neither of which you use in your current role. So, Nadine, are you an overachiever? I call it ADD, Sandy. I actually call it ADD. I, 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 you know, it's, it's, yes. And maybe it is over the overachiever in me as well, but it was also like, you know, I just couldn't sit still as a kid. And I think that that's what, with the sports, that's what it was. It was like, let's burn her energy. That's right. Cause your uncle told me a story once and you were driving from Newport to LA or somewhere and he actually offered you, he goes, I'll give you $5 if you're quiet for five minutes or whatever it was. Maybe it was a minute. And exactly when that time was up, because you watched your watch, she started talking again. Look, you, I was a businesswoman as, yes, as a three-year-old. Absolutely. That was excellent. Um, anyway, I want people to get to know who you are. And uh, having worked with you for eight years, seven years, has been incredible to witness because you are an incredible leader and your generation of, and your work ethic is incredible, which I really admire. I love that you you create an atmosphere where people uh, become so loyal because you trust them. And I get to witness how it, you know, from the minute you step on the boat to filming to the post and how real you keep our story, which is really incredible. And I just Thank want you. people to know who you are. And I'm, I'm so honored. So will you tell us I a little bit that. about yourself? Well, it's, it's funny, Sandy, it's, it's that you say that it's, it's, thank you first of all, for having me on um, this podcast and thank you for your, you know, just being you. Um, I've, for those listening, I've learned so much from working with Sandy in my uh, close to eight years with her, um, you know, as, as seven, eight years with her. And Sandy has helped me through so much of, besides just watching her work, because, you know, we're, we sit in a room and we just watch the show work. And so learning from Sandy there, but also like just talking to Sandy and her becoming so close to me as a personal friend and, you know, so close that it's a family member and she's helped me through my hardest times. And Sandy, you're at my grandmother's funeral and you were with when my mom had a brain surgery. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, it, it's funny you asked me to tell me or talk about myself, which I always get so uncomfortable. You wouldn't think, cause I, 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 you know, started off as a kind of a, I guess a, a public speaker because I was a, a stand-up comedian for a long time. I, I always thought that that is exactly what I was going to do. Um, and when I started this business, I was an intern at Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher. It was Bill Maher's show before um, real time. And I just wanted to be a comedian and writer. And 
you know, it was funny. It's, it's, it, it was one of those things where you don't know where life takes you. And I never set out to be doing what I was doing right now. Um, I, I, it didn't really exist when I started. I don't want to age myself, but like the only unscripted show that was on back then was survivor. Right. So it's like, we weren't thinking that in real world, obviously. Um, so it's, you weren't really, thinking of a career in this and it wasn't until and I always kind of like switched around shows and did things like that and you know I fell into what I was doing because I was helping out a friend and um it's one of those things Sandy where it's like do you ever think about if I didn't meet this person I would have never you know done this job or I would have never been here if I didn't meet this person it's like it's so crazy how life can change by just meeting one person your whole life can change or doing one thing I wouldn't be on below deck That's right. We should tell that story, actually. So I know we could talk about me a little bit and whatever you want to know. You asked me, but you said you just never know the one person. So please continue. One person. So when I was a comedian, uh, and you know, I still have fun, and I still go up every once in a while. I never announce it because I don't want people to watch. But it's 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 in my it's in my blood and it's in my it's in my bones. Um, But there was this comedian that I had known for years, and she and it was season one of Below Deck Med, and. And, um, you know, there was no talk of changing the captain at the time. It was Captain Mark Howard, rest in peace. Um, and um, she was like, how's it going? And, you know, first season shows are always tough with whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter if it's Below Deck that had a format and because I was already doing Below Deck original and we are launching Below Deck Med. And um, whatever show you're doing, it's because, you know, everyone has an opinion of what something should look like. You know, you you even though below deck had a format it's like well you know it's it's a new location we're we're just trying to figure out all the pieces and monique this comedian um friend that sandy and i have in common uh sandy knew her from florida um wanted to pitch me a show idea so we're having lunch and she's like how's it going i'm like you know it's it's the first season blues trying to figure out the show you know was nothing like that and and um you know we were talking about the captain and and it's so monique um, so she wanted to pitch me a show idea and with the captain, he went, you know, it's, we only knew captain Lee at the time because that was the only show that was the only blow deck. And that was kind of like a, it was an on the bubble show. And then all of a sudden became successful season three. And, you know, I think it's, people have an idea of what a captain should be because they don't know, like, you know, it's the unscripted world. And so I'm talking to Monique about this and she just, you know, out of nowhere goes, well, I know a captain. I go, oh yeah. She goes, yeah. She was Captain Sandy. And I go, uh, oh no, first she said, she's a female captain. I go, oh yeah, Monique. And, you know, I don't know if Monique's telling me, you know, telling a, a tall tale, if you will, or tell the stories. I go, can she drive a, is she a super yacht captain? She goes, yeah. And then I go, can she, is it in the med? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, come on, like, where is this unicorn of a human being that I've never heard of? She goes, she was, her name's Captain Sandy. Excuse my language. She's the tits. So this is the, that is the exact word. That's a phrase that she had used to describe Captain Sandy. And I was dying because first of all, I'm like, who uses that word anymore? And I, and I would tell Monique this to her face and she probably is going to listen and will laugh about it. And, and so I was like, okay, so then, you know, Monique at that time, we should actually look to see if we have that text message. So Sandy yes. texted Captain Sandy and me, and she put us together and it was just like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And I didn't pay a lot of attention to it just because we were just going through life and things like that. And it was a Saturday. I remember I was doing my taxes and I was not 
uh, you know, paying attention at all to my taxes because I was trying to get my things together. And as I'm having a, a, an ADD cycle, I just Googled Captain Sandy and I was like, oh my God, she's a real deal. She, you know, she has a distinguished crew award. She's, you know, saved crew from fires. Like she's like, she's been the a, a captain for like, you know, a, a, the, the, you know, the, the guy that um, owns the mall, is it the mall, built the mall, mall of the Dubai, right? Yeah. By the Emirates. And so, and especially like to have a female captain in the Middle Eastern countries, uh, you know, I can speak to that being Persian. And it's like, you know, that is a, that is a big deal. And that's actually very progressive of him. Good, yes, uh, good absolutely. on him. And, um, and I was like, oh my God. So right away I texted Captain Sandy and I was like, I'm so sorry. I haven't responded. And it wasn't like I hadn't responded on purpose. I just, I didn't think this person existed. I have to be honest with you. And I wasn't having any sexual, um, you know, uh, uh, bias as far as like male or female. It was literally, I didn't think this person existed because it sounded too good to be true. So you know, it, it's, a, it's a long story longer, but basically that is how Captain Sandy and I connected and we started talking and we met and, you know, there was a lot of red tape that we had to get through. And, and, you know, I remember like I, I right away texted the network and I said, you got to meet this woman. She's incredible. And imagine the headline, you know, Bravo's female captain, you know, it's a, it's a year for women. Cause it was when Hillary Clinton was running for president at the time, she ended up not winning against um, Trump, but it was before, you know, the election and it was a big deal. And I remember the headline still was Bravo's first female. I have to find the, the press releases, female captain uh, on a blow deck franchise. And it was very, very, very cool. And what was even better was getting to witness, you know, a charter yacht captain and what people people don't know is there's a big difference between private boats and charter yachts. And I think that the world wasn't ready for, they, they had one idea of a captain and, yeah. you know, Captain Lee is fantastic. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, everyone runs their ship differently and that's it. And Sandy is, you know, very ingrained in the charter world in the Medwood. It is, it is, I, as I've seen it, Sandy, my, it's like, it's cutthroat because you need to get your boat charter and you've got to right. be, you know, Sandy wants the most fun boat. Yes, on the the most fun boat, the most toys, you know, the most spirited crew. Yes. So that's, you know, that's in a nutshell, the story goes a little longer, but that's the, 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 the nutshell and Sandy and I connected and, and that was, you know, the rest is history. And I think, you know, my background being a comedian and a person that used to be on camera, um, you know, everybody, nobody wants to be edited a certain way. Nobody wants to, you know, be portrayed a certain way. And I remember when I would like, you know, if they're just cutting down a joke or something like that, one edit can change a joke. One edit can change a meaning of something, right? Like an edit of a word. And I remember when I got into unscripted, my goal was always like, you have to keep the integrity of what is real now it's hard sandy we shoot 24 hours a day and i know this podcast is not about the show but this is more about our relationship it's like how do you portray all this footage into 44 minutes of television and keeping it real while having some semblance of sandy running the boat and that's the that's you know and 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 all the people that are on the boat working and and keeping the hierarchy meanwhile telling their personal stories and you know, some things get lost in translation and that's not on purpose. Obviously things just get lost. Um, but that is, you know, we, we do our best and I always, and our team does their best to always keep the integrity of what is real. Um, but, and that is why, like, I, I think, uh, you know, it's funny because not being trained as a, a producer and coming up in a conventional way, 
I actually think I had different training as a person that was, you know, on camera, that was writing, that was doing all that, because I think it gave me the base of true being, you know, being a producer of, you know, in my, you know, for me, it's like, I I want to be able to put my head down on my pillow and not have anything to worry about of like, did I do the right thing? You know, it's like, I was, yeah. And you always always do the right thing because, you know, you're a good person, Nadine. Like, and that's one of the things I love having this experience with you. Every time we work together, you're so respectful to me. You're so respectful to your team that they would do anything for you because you, you create this environment where loyalty is if you left tomorrow, you would have a trail of people following you, right? So that's the loyalty because they know following you is going to land them something better down the Thank road. Thank you. And all, most people want to work for people like you, which is really incredible. Um, Thank you, Sandy. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, you, you know, how you grew up in Orange County, right? Yes. Yes. And went to college. Congered it, champion karate. Um, can you tell me what it was like when you transitioned? Because um, you went to college and getting into this world for the people out there that want to enter your industry, because I think yes. it's really important because your industry is so big. Um, it is. You make good money if you really put the effort in, and which you do. We have the best executive producer, showrunner ever. Like, <laughs> I feel so blessed. I feel so blessed. So can you, you. because I want listeners to know what an incredible industry you have, the travel you do, the people you meet, because, you know, yes, you get the post, you're in the office or, you know, you're doing the grind, but there's so many great things that you experience in this industry, the film. And I think for someone starting out, like, as you're saying, for me, it was you know, I think a lot of times have, times have changed, right? Like a lot of, and I think generations have changed, but I remember I would do anything in a sense of like, it's okay if I was working for free. And I know that a lot of internships, I don't know if they allow you to work for free anymore because I did it for college credit at the time. And I got in um, on that show and I remember it was like, I don't care what job they gave me. It was, if I had to make coffee, I would make sure that I had all the cream and sugar next to the executives. I had everything there. If I had to go pick up lunch, it's like have all the sauces. Like if I had to be the best lunch fetcher that I could be, I had to be the, if I had to make copies, make the best copies I could ever make, you know, it was, that was, it was always just being willing to do the work and, and being open and not having an ego or feel like anything's beneath me. I mean, right now, Sandy, you see, it's like, you know, I, I pick up trash around the boat. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, you cannot let ego ever get in the way. And I think for people starting out in the industry, I think it's trying to find, you know, I think that there's a lot of more resources these days. And also like, my God, iPhones did not exist back then. It's like people are making and editing their own, like, you know, short films, long films, doing all that. I encourage people to get out there with their, even iPhones. Our iPhones sometimes look better than our, you know, I have a lot of iPhone footage actually in the series because sometimes we don't have a camera now and I run out and there's my camera. Um, so I, you know, I encourage people starting off in this industry to, to not let any job be like, you can't be above any job. Um, if you get an opportunity, it's follow up, give your thank yous, you know, always email them like, you know, thank yous, um, be persistent, not too persistent where it turns people off, but be persistent. Um, 
And, and I think that also like get out there and like, if you want to be a filmmaker or somebody that's doing TV, get out there and, and, and just go shoot something because you can put some stuff on the web and, and people look at stuff. Like I'm always looking at things and contacting people uh, based on that. If you're young, if you're, um, you know, if you're not just, you know, starting out and younger getting in, in the industry and you want to get in the industry in your thirties, forties, fifties, like there's tons of jobs that, that allow you to do that. Like, and that's, I like, I let people shadow me. I would ask people, can I shadow you for a, a shoot? Can I shadow you? Like when I have development things, I'll allow kids to um, like college kids to um, they're young adults. I'm sorry, but to, to shadow and to learn how to do things. And as long as they're like, you know, in the back, not in the way, then like, absolutely. So I think it's just be hungry, stay humble, uh, ask questions when it's appropriate, like to learn. Um, and I think you, that's a motto you should carry. Even if somebody becomes a CEO, it's, it's, you know, stay hungry and be humble. What are the perks and, and treat people respect? My gosh, the perks are, it, it, it's amazing. Like I've done some incredible things in my career. And it's funny looking back is, is when you really realize it because when you're in it and you're present, you're just go, go, go. Right. And so I've now stopped to smell the roses a little bit now that I've like gotten a little older. And I think it's when people go, wow, what a cool job. You get to go to all these locations. I mean, I've been through, you know, from season one was in Greece, you know, two was in Croatia. Then we were in, you know, the Amalfi coast in Italy. And then we were in South of France and then season five was sorry. Season four was, um, yeah, it was, it was a, then we were in France and then, uh, then we were in Mallorca, Spain. And then we were, you know, back to Croatia because we, that was that they allowed us to shoot there. That was when the whole world was shut down and we went to Malta, you know, and then we've got a location coming up that they're going to announce pretty soon, but it's, it's amazing the places you get to see. So I think it's like the travel's amazing. And while you can't really do things while you're working, I've learned to stop in those moments to breathe of like, if I'm on a water taxi going to the boat, it's like, I look up, I'm not on my phone and I look up and I was like, and I look at all the rock formations, like in that, uh, like the Amalfi coast, it's like, Oh my God. Or like the buildings on top of each other, or, you know, it's, it's look around um, and explore what you're seeing. And then, you know, have a couple travel days before or after and, and do that for yourself. But the perks of it is the travel. I think that people that are working different types of shows, it's, you know, it's, it's find the joy and what makes you happy on that show. You know, for me, it's below deck, it's a location, it's the people. So it's that, I think it becomes a family when you're working on any series you're on. And I would say below deck the most, it's, it's incredible that we have people that are, have worked on the show since season one. That is, that is so like, uncommon in that television honestly thank way. you thank you yeah. thank you because it's a hard job like the the amazing camera people that we have on the series those are tight spaces and they are walking up and downstairs like it is hard and they're sweating meanwhile i have no steps on my uh, apple watch because i'm watching and the camera people are but like i, will, I do oh have God, to interject here so when she's uh on the amalfi coast serene there are times when nadine cranks up the music Rocks up to the boat and everybody turns and goes, wow, that boat looks fun. The water taxi. So Sandy caught me in a rare moment. I, w I did something very unprofessional, but I got to say it was very fun. It was fun. We all uh, wanted to be on your boat. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the season, when you are exhausted and it is like, you know, we live parallel lives as producers. 
as we are also living, you know, we're living in hotels, but we are going to the boat. We are living parallel lives with, with the actual crew on camera in, the, in a weird way, psychologically, I'd say. And so it was midway through, it was actually, the boat was called, uh, the, they named the boat Crazy Monster. It was our water taxi. It was actually south of France. And we, you know, it was like, it, the, the, the captain was, you know, it was just, we, sometimes you get a grumpy captain, sometimes you don't. And so, you know, I asked him to put some music on and, and, that, and by the way, this was early on and he started playing music and that's when he became less grumpy. Um, and so it was one day we were like, we're like crank up. It was vanilla ice of all things. Ice, ice, baby. We rolled up and it was so loud on the boat that I disrupted the whole, and I think it was a slower charter. The cameras turned, the guests turned. The cameras turned and we were like, oh my God. It was just, I was like, oh my God. And we get on the boat and I just, I was hanging my head because, you know, our job is to be totally inconspicuous and like, just don't, you don't see us fourth wall. And here I am rolling up with ice, ice, baby. So loud in my defense, I told him to turn it down sooner, but (laughs) listen, it was the highlight of our day. Right. Sometimes you need that break, you know, you do. my God, you just start laughing. You just have to stop and laugh. Yeah. I love every minute out there, even the hard ones. And, um, there's in Malta, I had a complete, um, child moment with Nadine and I'll never forget. Um, uh, we were going into this anchorage and I had a, the original captain was still on the boat and he had an ego and he's like, what are you afraid of? Just drive in there. And I s- gave him the helm, right? So yeah. I sat on the, the the chair, the helm seat, and I go, Nadine, with my arms crossed, I am not anchoring in here because there were rocks everywhere and the, and the surge was taking us towards shore. I'm a risk taker. Like I yes. am a calculated risk she'll go, taker. She'll go close to the shore as That's much right. as possible. I will butt up right next to the rocks. But there's a point where I'm like, yep, nope, I can't recover. I always make sure I can yeah. recover. Well, when we pulled in, Nadine's like, don't worry about it. Let's don't anchor there. So we didn't. But the funny thing is, is that captain wouldn't turn the engines off. Do you remember that? I'm like, yes, why are I you do. turning the engines off? Because <laughs> he realized how dangerous it was. So yes. the respect from you, the pressure that's off my shoulders is incredible. And it wasn't like that in the beginning. And I want to say thank you for that because you, thank it's you. a lot of pressure driving a boat full of people um, and you want to keep them safe. And you helped me do that with grace and ease. So I appreciate You're the that. captain. Yeah. yeah I want to clear something up when you said the, the original captain, it's funny. There's some article that was out there. Sandy does drive the boat. She is the captain. She is the captain on record. She's the captain that signed on to the boat sometimes. And this is just a, a little behind the scenes, which I will probably get in trouble for saying, but I we do. I think that's important up. to say. Fine. No, I think okay. it's important to say, okay. actually, I think when you get the boat, you know, because you know, you do see, the first officer um, and the engineers and stuff like that, that you introduced in the beginning of the season, when we get the boat for the show, they are, you know, people come with the boat. It's like two people. And they're the people that are, you know, set by the management company. It's, it's a, all boats are actually like that when you're right. handing boats it, over. It's also it's, a requirement from the owner or the management company. That's right. So it's been two seasons, two different seasons where the actual captain was required to 
dropped down as a first officer um, on the series. And so when Sandy's saying the original captain, that's what she's talking about. But they yes, are not yeah. driving yes. the boat. Very you know, difficult to a, have two captains on the boat. Let me tell oh, you. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But the, the, and that happens on every season. It's not just, um, you know, it, it happened on Down Under. We had the captain of the boat. You had, it's, it's, they're not actually driving the boat. They're not at the helm. They're not the they're captain on record. First officer. Yeah. They're first off, they're the first officer. And so when they're, it, it happens more often than, than you'd think that that's, that's what it is. So the owner I just want to, I want to clear up that there's an article that was put out there and it's like, no, Sandy is the real captain. I've never seen anybody dock a boat like Sandy in my life, like in my life. I mean, it is to the point where it's in Sandy's book. She tells a story, but like we're in San Tropez. There was no way. It was like the parting of the Red Sea, the way she like washed away these two boats so we could just squeeze in. It was the this the the slip was way smaller than our boat. And it was like she just like, you know, hit the thrusters, it, it moved the so boats the props, out of the way. Yes, so the prop wash. So we learned this, right? Because I I learned mm-hmm. it from another captain. When you do the prop wash, it washes the boat out. And in in a situation where you're in Fort Lauderdale, it stops the current. So if you use your prop wash, it'll stop the current for seconds so you can maneuver. And in that case, it washes the boats apart and you squeeze in there really fast. Yeah. And the way it looks is really, I wish like if, if there was a way that you could actually show that on a camera with the prop wash and like a GoPro of like what it actually does, it'd be amazing. But I think we'd lose our cameras in two (laughs) seconds, but it would, it's, it's incredible. Like you could touch the other boat and there's been so many instances where sandy's been able like she's done that and it's just like i'm just amazed where it's you know and there's an upcoming season which we can't talk about location yet but that it's it's not a tight docking but it is a very difficult docking um into a location because there's a lot of traffic and it's a, a current will push you away so it'll be very fun to watch that and i'm excited to watch that nadine you're incredible i think it's important that people know who you are your background you. it isn't like you're just you know you show up and you just are this expert like you worked hard to get Thank to where you. you are i watch you work you put in the hours beyond mm-hmm. what's expected and more. Like, I'm like, go to bed, you know, like. <laughs> she, she makes, she actually makes me like, she's like, go to sleep. It's, yeah. I care. And I, and I'm not overbearing. I'm not a micromanager. Like everyone is, I, I don't think I am. This is me. Not at all. <laughs> but it, I, 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 my goal is, and I hope I do. I empower people. I want everyone to feel, you know, like they have a part of, it from the production assistants to the other EPs. It's so important because for me, it's we're a team or a family. No idea is a bad idea. And we're all like, we're all in it together. Like, yeah. honestly, and that's how I, that's how I, I, you know, with any, any show that I've ever done, but I've learned the most about myself and about leadership on Below Deck. And I think a lot of it is, you know, watching you, Sandy, and watching um, just watching a show about a workplace you'd be it's it, to me it's a study of psychology but you learn so much even from people that are behaving badly to or poorly to people that are you know doing something heroic you know it's you learn it from everything because i think we all can see a little bit of ourselves in everyone and i think that's the takeaway i love that that is a beautiful way to end this podcast that is, thank you so much thank Sandy. you so much thank you that was really special Nothing's gonna hold me down again I'm letting go to rise above